Yes. I think McAvoy, just based off of the fact that he's the probably the only above-average defenseman on that team, and he's a good defenseman. You can't you can't deny that. He's no, he's a good, good defenseman. Solid. Being the top D man on that team, he's going to be playing twenty-two minutes plus easy. Yeah, every you're week. right. Yeah. Um, if he gets power play one time and he's obviously top pairing, I think he has the potential to be in a fifty-six game season, put up forty-five to fifty points. Wow. Really? But um, in, this, in my semifinal matchup, he only put up two fantasy points, and he was projected uh, for like 17, 18. That's and rough. That, well, that that's kind the thing. Of... Like it, at least with other sports, if a guy has a bad week or a bad couple games, like you can make up for it with your other players. But in football, like one guy has a terrible game, and it's, yeah. your week is, could be over. I don't know. I think it's fun. It's also a shortened season too compared to other. I mean, yeah, it's other... definitely fun, but like yeah. you need to know what you're doing to do well. Yeah. Like you can't really get by off of just like putting no effort into it. I, I it really depends on on the draft. I would say I, I made the least amount of transactions in my league, and I finished in first in the regular yeah, you season. Yeah, good. Yeah, I just had a good draft. Yeah, but no, you're you're 100 right. And like football, football fans in general, like. Football fantasy might even be above NFL in terms of fans' um, involvement. Oh, like, yeah. It seems like – especially nowadays with the ratings going down so much for the NFL. Exactly. It seems like fantasy football – like, I think fantasy basketball is a big enough community, but football, like, dwarfs – fantasy football dwarfs fantasy basketball even. Yeah. Like, most people just watch – NFL football because they're in a fantasy <laughs> league and they have money on the line. But yeah. like even with just bets, you don't have to be in a fantasy league. Like you can bet on the game, you can bet on the player if he gets a touchdown or not. And like there's some ridiculous bets too. Coin toss. Um, yeah. I've is seen it that. who? Which uh, which side of the field do the does the team want at the yeah. start of the game? And like Super Bowl is going to come up too. There's going to be some crazy ones with the anthem. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's all it's all fun in games, but. Uh, when you start losing money, it's it's not good. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, let's do a proper intro. Welcome back to Unlimited, episode number twenty-seven. Tyler Moore is the guest today. He's been on, I think, four or five episodes previous. You guys recognize him. Um, yep, he's back in town for a couple of days. Thought I'd get him on the pod. Um, so yeah, how are you doing today, Tyler? Um, and how was your Christmas? Oh, I'm doing all right. It's a crazy time these days, but Christmas was all right. Did it back up in Huntsville and then just uh, down here for a couple of days have to babysit my niece. So that's why we're in town. But yeah, besides that, just pretty quiet. Uh, not not too much going on, obviously. But yeah, yeah. You're, you're good, a good Christmas with your family. Uh, yeah, I mean, can't complain. Definitely a different kind of Christmas, but hey, we made the most of it and looking forward to another Zoom call on New Year's Eve <laughs> with, the, with the family. Lots of Zoom calls, definitely. I did two of them and then, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, just a couple, a couple of FaceTime calls as well. Just cl- Zoom is so clutch. Zoom, I don't know <laughs> what I would do. I don't know what schools would do without Zoom as well. If, if there was no such thing as Zoom, like how yeah. do we do the classes and like just... It's it's good. It's good. And when did Zoom even come come about? Like I had never heard. I know, right? Once until the pandemic started, and then all of a sudden everybody's using Zoom. 
when did Zoom come out? Let's see. 2013, Zoom started. Wow. I'd like to see their, their user uh, number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure March 2020, it shot through the roof. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say stats here, but I'm sure there will be some coming uh, soon. Maybe. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, exactly. It's been, it's been crazy. Uh, Discord has also been another popular app. Uh, I don't know if you have to use that for any of your classes, but we have like a group chat on Zoom or and sorry, not on Zoom, on Discord. And then um, how I do my, uh, my live radio shows as well. That's all been through Discord as well this year. So we stream that to like their Spirit Live uh, channel. Um, have you ever used Discord? I've used it a little bit. Like a couple of my classes, some students just made uh, group chats to just talk about it, but not, yeah. not anything necessary for a course, just kind of using it to, to talk to other people in the class. But yeah, I haven't had... We, my school uses something called uh, Adobe Connect. So okay. some classes are on Zoom, some classes are on Adobe Connect. Like it's the same sort of idea, just a video screen sharing app and there's a chat that you can type into and Right. Yeah. I mean it'd be nice if every class used the same application so you didn't need to remember which ones to open for each class. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been it's been all right, I guess. Yeah. I've had to download a lot of other programs as well for my uh my uh like live sport production class where we actually have to put on like a, a production every single week. I had to download Skype, which I didn't have. Um, I had to download this thing called the Jero, this thing called unity for intercom. So that's like where you talk to the director, the producer, the audio person, the graphics person. So I have that on my phone and then I have like the actual like production view on my laptop. It's hard to explain. But anyways, there's a lot of stuff. Lots of gigabytes were taken up. And I'm curious if I can delete that right now because I want to. So I'm running out of space on my laptop. End of the semester, I don't think I'm going to have any more production classes. So um, I, I, I want to find out soon if I can delete them. If yeah. any of my professors are listening, can I delete these, please? Because yeah. I need some room on my computer. Below. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need help. Okay. Um, let's get into the thick of things uh i am a little bit tired i stayed up till 4 a.m last night um <laughs> editing a toronto maple leaf season hype video which should be coming out soon um for on this channel so stay tuned for that it's uh it's good it's short video but uh it's a good song it's good stuff so yeah stay tuned for that i don't know if it's going to be out this friday it could be out if, if i don't split this up into two episodes then it will be up on Friday. But if I do split up this up in, up into two episodes, it'll be out next week. Well, so. pressure on us to not uh, talk too much then, I guess. I guess. We'll see. Hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Lots of content coming for Unlimited too, by the way. I'm filming another episode on Saturday. Um, and then I'm actually filming our live fantasy hockey draft on the 3rd, which will be up sometime later that week. So lots of content coming. Speaking of fantasy... This whole episode should be about, or most of it will be about fantasy hockey. Tyler's been doing fantasy hockey for a couple of years. He knows his stuff really well. We have some good conversations about fantasy hockey, always keeping us up to date with how each one of us is doing, waiver transactions, pickups, standing updates. So, um, Tyler, when is your fantasy draft? Well, that's a good question. I'm <laughs> in two leagues. So, one is. Uh... 
points league, um, just kind of standard points league um, with some banger cuts, but obviously mostly weighted to, to goals and assists. Uh, so that draft is happening the 10th. Um, and then I'm in a uh, head-to-head categories league, banger league. Uh, that draft, we haven't set a date yet, but I think it'll be kind of around 10th, 11th as well. Just, uh, I like, I mean, it's always nice to have the draft as close to the start of the season as possible. That way, any injuries and things like that, you you can yeah. kind of draft for rather than after the fact. So, yeah, I'm thinking within two or three days of the start of the season, I'll have both my teams, uh, both my teams picked. Yeah. Like I said, mine is on the third as of right now. So it is a little bit early. Um, so I am worried about some injuries, but, um, I am not too worried about my draft that much in general. I'm not too worried about fantasy this year because I am the back-to-back champ. I've won my league two years in a row and it's a keeper league as well. Um, so I can build for next year if I, if I need to, I don't need to win this year. I want someone else to win as well. So I might not be trying that hard as hard. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. If there's any trash talk at the draft, then maybe I'll, I'll step it up a little bit. But um, No pressure on you. That's ex- the main thing. You got no pressure this year. Exactly, right? Everybody wants to beat me. Uh, I, got, I got really nothing. Like, even though I'm the back-to-back champ, I got nothing to lose. I got my name on the trophy twice in fantasy hockey. It's, it's all good. Um, but we do have to be careful what we say because we haven't had our drafts yet. So we don't need to release too, too much information. I was very cautious making these notes because I know that some guys in my league listen to this podcast. And I, mean, I don't want to say... If, it's, if you're the two-time champ, they... Uh, exactly, they, they got it. up some pointers, so... Exactly. So I will be giving some advice. Uh, and I'm also... We're going to be doing a fun segment later on. Uh, I won't say it right now, but stay tuned for that. Uh, something to do with my fantasy league as well. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about your team last year. How did that draft go? Uh, who did you have on your team, and what was the result? Well, I was quite happy with my team. Uh, I think I did a lot of research, so it was nice to have that pay off. Um, I don't have the order in front of me. It's since been taken off of Yahoo, but remembering back, I... Um, Gensel and Hamilton and Zabinajad were all kind of mid-round picks for me, which all ended up being great picks, obviously. I mean, Hamilton getting injured wasn't uh, wasn't ideal, but I was able to kind of work around that a bit. Um, and Gensel obviously getting injured too wasn't uh-huh. ideal, but I managed to <laughs> trade him off. I think I think I got Crosby in in return okay kind of right package a two for two or something managed to get crosby in return so was you is yours a keeper league i forget it was supposed to be but now they've most people in the league somehow and for some reason decided to not make it a keeper oh. league so i definitely wasn't ah. too happy about that we're starting kind of from scratch this season and it'll be a keeper league starting after this year okay um, which i wasn't thrilled about but what can you do so I guess that, that Crosby trade then, you got Crosby in exchange for Gensel and, and I guess you gave up someone else. But that, that player must have been pretty low in the, in the standings then to want Gensel, who was injured. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Like he had kind of traded You wanted him as a keeper. keeper league, the way our keeper league works is anyone drafted in the first three or four rounds, you can't keep. Um, right, right. So right. anyone after round three or four, you get to keep, which I think is good. I think letting people keep 
like your first overall pick is like who wants <laughs> McDavid on the same team every year? Who wants Cooch? Which is our team? league, which is my league. Yeah, I, I think I, I kind of agree to, though. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good to have a bit of variety up at the top. Um, so I Crosby, I couldn't have kept anyway, so it didn't work out too badly for me. But I imagine the guy felt a little bit bad that he won't get to keep Gensel for for next year. Um, uh-huh. But everybody's in the same boat, so not much you can do. Um. My league, unfortunately, everyone decided to draft goalies early. <laughs> so that kind of uh, messed with, with plans a little bit. That did, however, mean Dry Seidel dropped to me in round three, which was uh, crazy. That's crazy. That, that is nuts. Probably the best pick of the year um, in our league, I would say. And you had how many guys? Eight or ten? Uh. 12. Oh, yeah, 12. Okay. Wow, that's a deep league in dry saddle fell to Yeah, exactly. I, was, I, I wasn't planning on picking him, but when he fell to me in the third round, I, yeah. I couldn't pass it up. I picked Carlson in the second, which turned out to not be a very good pick. John or Eric? Eric yeah. Carlson? Eric Carlson, yeah. Um, and then first round, don't even remember who I got. Your best first player? First round at this point um oh ovechkin 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 okay like i drafted fifth or sixth overall so okay okay you get him um but yeah i mean overall it was i was happy with it i got just a couple like a late round pick and mantha ended up being really good for me despite mm-hmm. all my players got injured but he was yet, injured too right I yeah still managed to finish second in the regular season okay um which i was pretty happy about and then markstrom ninth round pick ended up being really good not people weren't high on markstrom i guess but he ended up having a probably the best season of his career last year so that helped me out um yeah yeah like i said i finished second but i should have been first it was only because the last week of the year the second place team was playing one of the bottom teams and that guy just had kind of given up at that uh, point and didn't start yeah the minimum goalie starts so then he swept the week 13 to nothing and then ended the guy ended up beating me by like three points or something. So I should have been first. I was pretty angry. I definitely sent an angry message into the group chat to, to the guy. I would too. Yeah. His, his goalies. But um, I ended up, the season was stopped while we were halfway through the semifinal. Um, so I was losing my semifinal matchup at that point, but it was still fairly close in most categories. So it could have gone... <clears throat> Either way, but yeah, so I finished top four at least. Um, so yeah, overall was a pretty good year for me. Did you guys consider doing any continuation of your league outside of Yahoo or just on like a, a spreadsheet or anything like that? Uh, no, it, there wasn't really much talk about that. I think we were all kind of just okay with, I think we decided on just nobody gets any money this year. We just move the pool over to next year and i think everyone was pretty okay with that so that's kind of what we've been rolling with ever since Um, Mm -hmm. and are you uh are you doing it with the same guys that you did it last year then this year yeah yeah it's pretty much the same group i think one or two changes um but yeah same 12 guys uh, overall and then the second league um it's obviously a new one of the guys that i'm doing the first league with that's some people he knows so he got Uh me into that league as well um so yeah so i'm doing two leagues this year it's my first time doing two leagues uh in the same season so we'll see how that goes i mean 
being one uh, points and one uh, categories league, the research doesn't always coincide. So no, it'll change. Yeah. Of research if you want to, if you want to do well. And, but I, I really enjoy doing the research. So it doesn't feel like, feel like work to me. It, it'll be nice to have sports. Finally, I've been yeah. watching more NBA than I ever have in my life, just because it's something on. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So sports being back is definitely going to make second semester a little bit, uh, a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, it's going to be jam-packed with sports, and it's going to be a shortened season, too, so it's going to fly by. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, NBA, NFL is in the thick of things right now, too. Um, and then who knows what's going on with the MLB? We haven't really <laughs> heard anything from them. It's been a quiet offseason as well. Um, so is it going to be like the same amount of ads for you in both leagues as well? Is there like any considerable changes in terms of waiver pickups? No, I think both leagues are just kind of standard waivers with the rolling list and then you can drop to free agency edit your lineup every day um, that's yeah, edit your lineup okay. every day i think both leagues were doing four ads maybe we'll push it to five but i think we're pretty solid with four i think okay five gets to be a little bit much i think four is kind of an optimal number and then i think we'll have i think we have two ir spots for both leagues so mm-hmm. i think that's more than enough uh, more than enough room to to work with i think this year, especially weekly moves are going to be so critical if you want to do well, just with the fact that there's going to be series going on every week. Like you're going to yeah. want matching up if a team's playing Detroit, if a team's playing Ottawa, if a team's playing any of the bottom teams, are going to want to be looking for players on the, the team that they're facing um, just to, to optimize points, Yeah, everything like that. So yeah, I think this year more than ever, weekly pickups streaming is going to be so important and even on the goalie side too just looking at because backups are going to get i i could honestly see most teams doing like a 60 40 split 65 35 split even the ones with kind of bona fide number ones will still have to rest their guys every Uh once in a while especially if they're playing kind of back to back to back nights especially if it's against the same team you don't want the players but you don't want the the skaters facing the same goalie every time because that's when you find their weaknesses yeah yeah so i think i think this year i last year i was the same i don't believe in picking a goalie anywhere unless you have to if your league goes away where you're gonna lose out on a decent goalie if you don't pick a goalie in the earlier rounds I think ideally you should go until at least round five without picking a goalie um okay this year that is definitely more doable just the fact that even the workhorse starters are not going to be starting that crazy number of games um Mm -hmm. I think you can definitely afford to fade goalies later into the draft and you just in those places you pick up a great d you pick up a great winger uh, in the earlier rounds when everyone else is looking at goalies i think especially in a categories league where goalie categories might be worth a quarter or a third at most of the total categories you've got to focus early on on wingers and defense because those are the two hardest positions to find later in the draft Uh Um, yeah so i think this year if if you're not big on goalies it's it's the best year for you because you can really you can really fade them late into the draft i agree with that yeah in past years i would say that if you have like a stud on the board not in the first round you can't take a goalie in the first round but second round third round and a guy like vasilevsky is there a guy like rask is there yeah that's the exception for sure yeah but maybe not this year this year 
maybe you could get a Vasilevsky in the third round, fourth round. Like, like you said, like a lot of teams will be doing some sort of fringe with their starter goaltender, I would say. Like Jack Campbell, he might get a lot more starts. And if you're looking at the Leafs, it looks like they're going to be winning a lot of games this year in the Canadian division, hopefully. And then, you know, maybe Campbell is a great sleeper pick, potentially, or just a guy that you can keep on your bench and, and just makes, makes you get those goalie starts that you need. In my league, I think it was four goalie starts that you needed uh, per week. Um, but we did have more ads. We had seven ads a week. You can do wow. seven ads. You can do one ad a day. And it's just a good, like, daily thing, I guess. You know, you go on so the fantasy like- app. You can only do one ad a day, or you could do like you can all do, seven you can do all seven in a day oh. if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, would be interesting, actually, if you could just do kind of one ad per day. That would make it a little bit interesting. Yeah. But I don't know, even know if Yahoo has that capability to let you do that. Maybe I, I'm not sure. I because in the other league that I was in, and I I did a points league and a categories league last year as well. The categories league is where I won, but the points one, I think I finished last. And I was with some Ryerson people and it wasn't, it's not the best league because you can only, you can't, you can't change your lineup every day. You change, you set your lineup on the Monday and that's it. And then that's your lineup for the entire week. So like, it's critical um, to, to set a good lineup. You have to do a lot of research. Like you have to look into the matchups, like, okay, how many games is this guy going to play this week? What teams is he playing against? um stuff like that and i just stopped caring at that point like it's just a lot of research that went into it and like that's my weekend too like i've got schoolwork to do for monday i don't really want to do it and also it was a 70 dollar buy-in yeah i I maybe cared a bit more if i were you (laughs) i well i would i cared at the beginning i cared at the beginning yeah and I, i i don't remember my team the draft was so important in that league, though, just because of the, the ads. Like, and I don't think we, we could do – actually, no, you can, do, you can do, I think, unlimited ads. But say if you add a guy mid-week, mid-week. Yeah. You can, that guy just doesn't go into your lineup right yeah, away. Yeah, it doesn't he process goes, until the Monday. Or exactly, the Sunday. which is ridiculous, and I think. So. Yeah, um, it's definitely – yeah, I, I, our basketball league last year was like that, and – I don't know if if no one really cares in the league, then it's fine. But I find if if most <laughs> yeah. of the guys actually kind of know what they're doing a little bit and care a little bit, then it's it's way better to have daily changes and daily ads because it just makes it so much more interesting and engaging yeah. for the people that actually care. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, last year in my draft, I had the. How many teams? We had eight teams last year in the league. And since I finished first the year before, I had the eighth overall pick. And it's a snake draft, so it's back-to-back. David Pasternak uh, fell to me at eight. And I think that's that's a really good pick because Pasternak was, like, top three in scoring all of last season. And then I drafted Vasilevsky with my next pick. And that some some may say that that's early for a goalie, but – in in my eyes, and I don't know if it's just me, but I get really angry if my goalies don't do well. The year before, I had like mediocre goalies, and I don't, I forget who they were, but they would just they would lose me the week essentially. And I get I have the great the best forwards, the best defense, and then my goalie just shits the bed. 
my, my, I wanted to assure that I had an elite goaltender. So I got Vasilevsky and like, obviously he's, he's insane. He won me my league because we continued our league into the playoffs. And oh, wow. it wasn't until the last, it came down to the last game, game six of the Stanley Cup final. Um, it was a category league. I think I was winning like seven, five or something. Um, but uh, yeah, Vasilevsky got a shutout in the last game. Wow. And that, uh, that was huge for me. And that obviously helped his save percentage. Um, and goals against and, and wins. So, yeah, that, that won me the league. So, um, yeah, and then I drafted uh, Huberto. I uh, traded for John Carlson midseason, which was huge. Um, I still can't believe that I got John Carlson. Like, that's a good keeper for next year, too. He was having, like, the season of his career. I don't think I had to give up too much as well wow. in that trade. I, I wish I could pull it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, draft coming up. Do you have a strategy heading into the draft? Or you kind of just like follow the draft board and just like wing it essentially? Or do you have like a strategy? I want to draft a forward first. And then I want to draft my goaltender in the first three rounds. Or I want to make sure I have a stack decor. Like what, what, are your, what are your intentions? Well, I definitely have a plan going into the draft, whether or not it comes to fruition <laughs> as the draft goes on is a completely different story. Last year, like I said, uh, with all those goalies being taken in the first two rounds, kind of threw a wrench into my plans uh, going into the draft. Um, but yeah. I think the two, the most important two positions to draft early are wingers and defense because late, late in the draft, it's a lot harder to find production especially in a points league um, from wingers and defense. Um, so I think obviously in the first draft, you're in the first round, sorry, you're going to be picking the best guy that falls to you. Um, that's pretty, it's pretty hard to mess up a first round pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Consensus among everybody. Unless you draft um, a goalie. I, <laughs> well, yeah. In my Which opinion, happened, if you're drafting you know? a goalie, uh, if it's Vasilevsky, it might be justified. But if it's yeah. anyone other than Vasilevsky, I would be wondering what you're thinking drafting a goalie in the first round. Do um, you draft a defenseman in the first round? Would you say that? Or is it primarily forwards? Like right now, if you look at the defenseman out there, maybe John Carlson, but that's also a risky pick. And we can get into that later, but do you think a defenseman should be drafted in the first round? That's, I don't, I don't think there's a one defenseman that I would say for sure is a first round pick. Like you said, Carlson might be the closest thing to that, but like you looked at Burns, he was a solid first round pick last year and he ended yeah. up not really performing. Carlson was a solid second round pick last year. He ended up not performing. It was those mid round guys like, Yossi, uh, Hamilton, um, those are the first two that come to mind. I'm sure yeah. there was a couple more. Quinn um, Hughes, even. Kale Quinn McCarr. Hughes, McCarr. Yeah, those names like that kind of came, came out of nowhere. Most of those guys, I mean, Yossi and Hamilton were kind of established. Yossi more so than Hamilton, but they both had crazy, crazy years. Yeah. Um, so this year, I think Carlson, near kind of the end of the first round, you might be able to, to justify that pick. Um, but besides that, like, like I said, you're picking the best guy that falls to you. Ideally, I think you go with a winger. Um, the winger's got a little bit more scarce with uh, Cooch being out for the year. That takes him out of the conversation completely. Um, Pasternak being injured until kind of middle of February kind of puts his value down. 
I could see yeah. kind of mid second round if you're if you're going to draft him, even early second round. I think it's it's justifiable. Um, mm-hmm. He's just that good of a player, in my opinion. Uh, Marchand being injured until kind of mi- middle of January, end of January might affect his value a little bit. You don't know if he's going to be ready right at the start of the year. He might miss a week or two, but uh, honestly, I think he's still probably a second round pick if not late first round pick I don't think he'll miss that much time um but yeah ideally you're picking a winger in the first round second round um it kind of gets into that range of defense that I was talking about Hamilton Yossi Mm -hmm. in there um wait I just want to clarify when you say winger do you also just mean like you mean forward or just strictly a winger just strictly a winger um so like but like, what about like Connor McDavid? Well, no, that's what I mean. The best, the best guy that's gonna fall to you, you pick okay, him. Okay, but okay, ideally, okay. if you're in the position to pick a winger, you're gonna you're gonna want to pick a winger. But okay. guys like like Drysital, for example, being a center left wing eligibility, right. is that's perfect. So key, like he's a perfect guy. I mean, he'll be probably a top three, top four pick. Um, but a guy like him is perfect to get. You can you slot him into either left wing or center. It's it's great to have kind of those dual eligibility players. Um, a guy I'll even get into to kind of a sleeper <laughs> right sure, off the bat. Right. Stamkos. I've in my points league at least he's kind of twenty-four-ish ranked. I'm sure he's kind of around that in the Cats League as well. Um I think with Cooch out, he has that triple eligibility. I think center left wing, right wing. Yeah. Um, wow. He carries that over from last year. I think that's so valuable. If you can get him in a twelve team league right at the end of the second, you're laughing. I think he could be a first round pick this year kind of late first round um, but if you can get him kind of early second round mid second round I think you should definitely go for him just just based off of Cooch being out alone I think he he's shown he's capable of putting up points by himself and yeah. that triple eligibility is just so incredibly valuable to be to have someone that can play all three forward positions is is amazing to have um, yeah so kind of my my ideal like I said you're picking Wingers and defense early. Um, I think centers, I mean, I guess we'll get into kind of later rounds in a bit, but I think centers this year, as they are most years, are very deep. Um, you can get centers later into the draft that it's it's definitely a gamble, but I think there's some a few names in there that are pretty solid, like you can kind of count on to be to be half-decent players. Um, but just those those point-getting defensemen and those – those solid points and peripheral wingers are so hard to come by as you get into the mid rounds that you need to use your, your first couple round picks on those positions for sure. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um, I think you got to be careful if you do take a defenseman early. Um, But yeah, wingers, wingers is probably your best bet. Like there's, there's so many different fantasy leagues as well. Like some of them, like mine, for example, we don't even have winger, or or center slots it's just forward strictly forward so it does change from from league to league how many guys you have on your team in terms of how many forwards can you have how many defense can you have how many goalies um so it does vary so keep in mind what we're saying um but yeah i do agree with that for sure um i'd say like and the way that i did it in fantasy basketball as well as like in in my in the fantasy basketball draft that we just did I found that a lot of guys were just falling to me. Like there were so many guys who had a high projection, a high ADP that were just dropping a lot. And you got to capitalize on those players. Like 
there was a lot of good valued players um, in that draft that just that just keep, kept dropping. But their rank is so high, like you have to take them. So I think you have to capitalize on on those opportunities. Um, but I think now we we can get into overrated players, uh, sleeper picks. Um, it does vary from league to league, though, because if I'm looking at the Yahoo rankings in my league for a guy like, I don't know, Sidney Crosby, for example, his rank might be different than Tyler's Yahoo league. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely dependent. Like, obviously, the main two things, whether it's a points league or a cats league, that's going to significantly affect um, the rankings. But yeah, like Yahoo tailors the rankings to the league settings of your individual league. So exactly. like Aiden said, this might not be line up exactly with what your league is saying, but usually they're not vastly different. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously like when you're talking about a cats league versus a points league, they will be different, but among cats leagues and among points leagues, they're usually yeah. fairly comparable. And depends um, what cats you're actually well, doing. Well, yeah, exactly. Too. And then there's banger yeah. leagues or non-banger leagues. And so yeah. it, it really – there's a lot of change that, that can happen, but For sure. at least the names that I'm putting out there, I think are guys that are pretty cross compatible among a bunch of different leagues. And okay. if they're not, I will say whether or not I think they're more of a bangers league or more of a cats league or more of a points league guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, where, where did you want to start regressions or I think we'll, we'll, were... we'll start with regressions. We'll go overrated uh, to start. And in my league, he's ranked 13th from the Winnipeg Jets, Blake Wheeler. And this is a guy who has been pretty consistent, but I don't think he's going to keep it up. He's getting old. He is not primetime Blake Wheeler anymore, 28-29. He's getting up there. Patrick Laine isn't doing good. Mark Shifley's kind of taken over. The, Jet- the Jets, like, they're not the best team. They're not. Oh yeah, they're definitely they, second worst in in the division, division for for sure. So Blake Wheeler to have him ranked thirteenth on Yahoo in my league is ridiculous. Almost top ten. That, that that's crazy to me. I could see him top thirty potentially. Maybe. Oh yeah. If, maybe top twenty five. Like he's he's a good pick. Like you could get him late in the round and he can be consistent for you. But he's not going to have those explosive four point games. Patrick performances like a top 10 player, like a top 15 player will get you, you know, Agreed. there's Agreed. so many better guys. Like Sebastian Aho is ranked below him. Like take him. <laughs> like he's a young stud. He can put up points. He's playing with Svechnikov, get him. Um, I got some other ones here as well, but do you, do you have one on mind right now? Um, for me, it was, it was harder to find kind of the, the top guys for me. I kind of went, middle mid-round okay. players sure. um so before i start i'll just my main thing that i look for is a stat it's called ipp individual point percentage and that basically just measures the amount of goals or assists a player is involved in while they're on the ice so it's a percentage number so like the league average for forwards is around 68 to 70 um and yeah. the league average for defensemen is I mean, that really gets skewed down because there's a defenseman that don't do anything offensively and the defensemen that do do things offensively. So it, it averages about to about 30, but the more offensive guys will kind of be about 40-ish percentage. And then obviously the guys that don't really do much offensively will kind of be lower than 30. 
Um, so that percentage is kind of a, it's not a good gauge for everyone. Um, it kind of more measures players that drive the play. So players like Crosby, players like Carlson, players like Malkin, players like the top players are going to have ADPs or sorry, not ADPs, IPPs kind yeah. of in the high 70s, mid 80s range. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that like when you see a guy like that, you know, he's driving the play and the vast majority of the time a guy with that high of an IPP will put up, will be a top 30 guy in any league um so, so is yeah. that is that stat in yahoo or do you know you have to look no, that up you have yeah. to look that up it's it uh-huh. can be a little bit hard to find if if you just kind of google the player name and ipp well uh, the website i use is natural stat trick stat trick natural right, stat right. trick um that's a good site for it and it kind of breaks it down by year so with ipp i kind of look for guys that um that have a big kind of change based on their performance last year and their performances in years before. Mm-hmm. If they're kind of a, a, if they're still a good player, but they average kind of a 60, 58 IDP or IDP, IPP, sorry, I'm going to get mixed up with all these acronyms. IPP, <laughs> if they average that, that's, that's okay because some players just don't drive the play as much as, um, as much as others. A little bit of change of scenery. Uh, yeah. To, a little bit that- of- to move uh he's getting some work done in his basement so a little bit of banging but hey we're good now we're all set up and we're back and ready to go so tyler uh ryan ellis ryan ellis is your overrated player yes ryan ellis so back to the ipp thing i look at his ipp last year it's 48 percent um which for a defenseman is quite high um usually the points defenseman will kind of be sitting around high 30s low 40s um so that number is very high um, for for a defenseman like him. And in past years, he's been kind of sitting around the mid-30s. So that, to me, kind of points to a, a regression um, on his point numbers. So I don't think we'll be – he was almost kind of a point-a-game guy last year. So I don't think he'll, he'll be anywhere close to that in a 56-game series or a 56-game season. I think probably 25, 30 points maybe mm-hmm. 35 pushing the top end. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think he's somebody you should reach for this year. If he, if he falls to you kind of around his ADP, I would, I would go for it, but he's definitely not someone to, to look for as a, as a sleeper. Okay. Interesting. Cause yeah, in past years, you would think Ryan Ellis could be a guy who does fall late in the draft and you might want to take him. But uh, what do you think is like an ideal round? If you, if you do want to take a guy like Ryan Ellis. Um, I, I could honestly see people kind of, if they lose out on, on a top defenseman, I think he would be kind of one of those prime guys to reach for kind of, of the secondary, um, kind of the one B defenseman. Yeah. Secondary tier. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him being, being one of the guys to reach for. So I could definitely see him going kind of maybe fifth, sixth round, which I think is, is too high for him. I could, I would definitely, if you can get him kind of, if you need a defenseman, you're in kind of seventh, eighth round. Um, uh-huh. He'd be a, a good guy, a good solid guy to pick there. But yeah, anything kind of before seventh round, I, I think you should you should hold off a little bit. I think there's some some guys out there with higher upside than than him. So yeah, if he falls to you, he's still going to be a, a decent guy. puts up good peripherals. puts up He'll put up still a decent amount of points. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely not someone you should be uh, you should be reaching for. And yeah, he did have a pretty good season last year i would say i think i think he was injured for 
a little bit um, at the end of, of the year, I'm pretty sure, because he was, he was on my team. And he put up some good performances early on in the year, and he was looking like a great pick for me. Um, but, yeah, I would say that he, he probably isn't going to keep that up, and he looked a bit on the decline last year, so he's probably going to stay on the decline. But if you can get him late in your draft, like as a number three, number four defenseman, I think he's, he's pretty solid in that spot. Sure. But the top two, uh, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit iffy there. Um, the next guy that I have on my list, and he's ranked 52 in Yahoo. His projected uh, draft pick is 52. That's Claude Giroux. And 50 for Giroux, like people would think, yeah, he's, he's a top 50 player in the league still. He's a first-line center on Philadelphia. But I, I'm not a big fan of, of, of Giroux right now. He isn't the best fantasy player. I can't see him having that big game and, and scoring a lot of goals and getting points. He is more of that, I would say, even more defensive-minded now towards the end of his career. He's, he's getting up there in, in age. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's a big standout guy. Um, also, if you look at Philadelphia, like they have Couturier. He is probably their best fantasy player, I would say. They have Voracek, who's decent as well, but he didn't have the best season last year as well. Um, the Flyers in general, they, they're more of a defensive team. They can't, they, they don't put the puck in the net too much. Vigneault is more of a defensive minded coach. Um, they have a stacked decor. So I think they focus more about uh, around defense. Um, so I would, I would stay away from Giroux. Like I w I don't know if he's a starter. If you have like a seven forward setup in your league, I don't know if he's, he makes the cut. I would say he's probably on your bench. Um, and then another guy I have is, is Johnny Gaudreau and Gaudreau is still one of the best players in the league, but in terms of fantasy and last year, it was an awful year for him. He was a really, really bad player. Um, so I would say he's overrated because of the Yahoo rank 46 right now. I don't know if, if 46 is a good number for him. Um, but if he drops, then, then he could be a sleeper as well. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's a little bit. It's a little bit of both for for Gaudreau on on that end. Um, but but the same. Like I just don't think Calgary or um, or Philadelphia has that elite offense. Like Sean Monahan wasn't really clicking with Gaudreau last year. Elias Lindholm, he didn't like. He had a good season, I think, two years ago, his first year with Calgary, and he had a decent year this past year. But they're not, they don't have that explosive offense. Mark Giordano wasn't what we thought he was going to be last year. Um, they lost TJ Brody as well. So we got to keep that in mind. Um, so, yeah, I would say Blake Wheeler, Claude Giroux, and Johnny Gaudreau are guys that you should stay away from um, at their projected rank. But if Gaudreau falls to, like, 60, yeah, I would consider taking him. Giroux... I, I just I would stay away from Giroux. I think he could be a major flop this year. Um, and Wheeler, I think that is probably the safest bet out of the three, but definitely not top fifteen. Take him in the thirties. Um, so yeah, do you have any more guys that uh, that we should avoid early on or yeah, mid rank? Two, I have two guys that are getting kind of a lot of attention after their years last year. I don't know 
did you did you did I ever tell you about how going into last year I had this weird gut feeling about Fiala that I thought he was going to do well? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't know what prompted me. I just had this gut feeling, and it turned out I was right. I remember kind of near the end of the year before the the lockdown, he was kind of a, a top ten player for like two or three weeks. He was just going on a tear. Yeah. Um, but he this year he goes from one of my deep sleeper picks to one of my flop or regression picks. Um, I think last year he his IPP was eighty percent, which wow. is a crazy number. That's, crazy. That's like yeah. almost Crosby Malkin numbers, which I don't think is at all sustainable for a player like him. Um, he kind of went on that tear, like I said at the end of last year. I don't think that kind of production is sustainable when he's playing on a team that'll be kind of a lower end team, um, in, in the wild. Um, his shooting uh-huh. percentage was also 13%, which was, I think three or 4% higher than his career average. So that should, should see a little bit of a regression in some goals. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been seeing him ranked, uh, I think kind of teetering like around 80, 90, something like that, which I think, I think is way too high for him. Yeah, I think if you can, lower. if you can get him in like, double digit round like 10th 11th round type yeah, thing. i think good. you should go for it i think he still does have potential to be a in a 56 game season maybe like a 40-ish point player maybe a little bit less um the problem with him he kind of lacks a little bit in in peripherals so if you're in a banger league he he won't be right he can't he won't hit, be doing, won't block he won't be shots. doing yeah he won't be doing those things for you but in a points league he still definitely has some some late round value if you need if you don't draft wingers early and you need kind of a yeah a guy who's who's going to be getting a lot of minutes on a on a Minnesota team that's kind of starved for offense a little bit i think i think he's a good guy to reach for i think um, i think in my league even with a guy like Fiala like he probably would get drafted in the teens but I could see at some point of the season someone just drops him and then he just becomes a waiver guy yeah. and and that's that is a good waiver ad cuz Kevin Fiala He's probably the best forward on Minnesota. Yeah, sad yeah. to say he I would think I agree so, with that. So if Minnesota is is playing a bad team in their division and you need to pick up someone, you want to use one of your ads, uh Kevin Fiala is a good pick cuz he's if if you want someone to score on Minnesota, it's probably going to be him. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I I definitely still think he's a good late round guy. Um I just don't I don't think you should expect him to build on last season. I think you should expect no. at most like probably 80, 90% of what he was last year. But I think more realistically probably falls down to about 60 or 70% of what he did last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one, one thing I wanted to add, I think people tend to be a little bit too scared at picking players on bad teams. And this is something I was listening to the fantasy hockey podcast a couple of days ago and they're, really big on this is don't be afraid to pick a good player on a bad team a, a first a first line guy even a second line guy who gets top power play minutes on a bad team is way more valuable than a third line player on the light yeah. for example like right, you, right. you shouldn't shy away from guys just because oh he's on ottawa oh he's on winnipeg Detroit, whatever yeah. <laughs> you just you you shouldn't fade guys just because they're on bad teams when when they're a top player on a bad team that just means more minutes more opportunities more power play time for them which which bodes well um right yeah so one one last player for me for uh, for regression kind of a guy who came out of nowhere last year he was a 
kind of a fantasy darling um, was Tony D'Angelo, defenseman yeah. on the. Is Rangers. his name Tony or is it Anthony? Anthony Tony. Like, what's his official name? On Yahoo, it's Tony, but it started Anthony. So I don't yeah. know. I my, he might prefer Tony. Who knows? We'll call him Tony because it's shorter. But uh, yeah, his IPP last year fifty four percent as a defenseman is pretty crazy high. Um, kind of Carlson is known as a top guy for that and he sits around 49 50 percent so for a guy like tony d'angelo coming into his kind of his second full year in the nhl you could see that sophomore slump a little bit yeah um, which is common and is I it only his think... second year was he he was a rookie last year or he wasn't exact but, I but think it was like his first full like, season I yeah think. he might his, have had it was one... his first good season <laughs> yeah let's say his first good season um yeah but yeah, so his IPP, I don't think that's sustainable at all for a player like him. He has so many guys around him that are competing for minutes, especially on that top power play. You have, well, Fox Truba. is the main guy, and then Truba is even kind of uh, the more established guy that if if D'Angelo falters a little bit, I could definitely see him losing minutes quickly because they have other options back there to replace him with pretty easily. Um, and again, his shooting percentage, 10% as a defenseman is quite high. Um, I don't think that's sustainable in terms of, of goal numbers. So I could see a big regression in points from him. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I think he's okay in terms of banger cats. He's not anything special, but he's, he's definitely not, a, he's better than Fox in that regard, but he's not, he's not a guy that is going to round out your stat sheet all the time. So that bumps down his value in, in bangers leagues a little bit, but right. I've been seeing his value, I think, in, in the 60s, maybe, mid-60s. So I think... That's high. At That's that position, pretty high. I, I might be reaching on that. It might be a little bit lower, but... Let me see what he is um, in mine. Yeah, show me yours. This is a points league, right? Um, I, no, a Cats league. Oh, well, that's fine, then. It should be close to the same. But yeah, and, like... And even with D'Angelo, like, we saw it towards the end of last... He's ranked... 132 on the season his project projected rank is 207 207 in mine okay so so yahoo is kind of treating him like we're treating him right now yeah but yeah we did see it towards the end of last year like he was hot like really hot at the start but he cooled off so much once adam fox started playing better and truba started playing better because truba was new to the rangers last year he took Mm -hmm. him it took him some time to to get a, a role there a proper role um, and D'Angelo came out of nowhere, but, um, yeah, and th- there's some other guys on the Rangers that I want to talk about. Um, uh, sh- I guess we can do that now. Moving on to sleeper picks, Capo Caco. Yeah. He's the guy that one of my sleeper picks. Yeah. Capo Caco. I, um, I took him, I took him last year in, in my draft and I held on to him to about, I would say maybe mid season, maybe a bit, a bit less than that. But, yeah, he just wasn't producing at all. I think he only had, like, one goal in his first maybe two months playing, two goals in his first two months, something like that. Um, his current um, rank right now in, in my Yahoo League is 363. Wow. That's very, very, very low. But that, that makes him the perfect sleeper. Like, you could get him in one of the last two, three rounds of your draft. They have Lafreniere now maybe they put him with, with Kako because you already have Zibanejad and Panarin. Lafreniere on Kako on, on your second line with a guy like uh, Ryan Strom, that becomes a pretty dominant line. And 
I definitely wouldn't sl- wouldn't sleep on Kako. Like he is still 19 years old, I believe. He was mm-hmm. one of the best Finnish players to ever come out of their program. He was great at the World Junior Championships. He went second overall for a reason, and I still think that he will be better than Jack Hughes. I would take him ahead of Hughes still. Yeah, yeah well, Ka- just Kapokako, even, yeah. even if it's just based on the fact that he's a winger and Hughes is a center, I would lean towards Kako over Hughes this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially kind of – I think that division is so tough this year, the East with, with all the firepower. I think a team like New Jersey is going to get beat up on. And yeah. that can – on a young player, that has I think has a pretty kind of adverse effect on him. He might get demoralized not being in the league that often. If he's losing every night, he might crack. Um, so I think, I think the Rangers will be kind of fighting for, for a playoff spot in that division for sure. So I think Kako playing with a guy like Lafreniere potentially, even potentially moving up to playing with Panarin and Zabinajad if he performs, um, it's tons of upside. In my league, the points league, he's ranked 217. So even at that spot, that's outside of the draft in most yeah. leagues. Um, in a 12-team league, that's beyond the draft. So, And especially if, can, if, especially if you're in a keeper league. Oh, yeah. You've got to take this league. guy. Yeah, yeah and the, your last two to three rounds, that's not the place you want to pick the safe guy with the safe floor. No, and the, no, no. no. The high risk, high yeah, risk. It's, it's all about that's where if you're ever going to take a risk in the draft, that's the perfect place to do it because – if two weeks into the year, three weeks into the year, they're not doing, I mean, a guy like Kako, you'd want to hold on a little bit longer, but yeah. the idea, if a guy's not performing um, a few weeks into the year, you drop him and you get a guy off the waiver wire and you're, you're not losing anything. So exactly. um, yeah, I think Kako is a great guy to, uh, to, to pick in, in one of the last rounds to pivot off of Kako, another young Finnish player, high draft pick third over fourth overall. Okay. Jesse Pugliarvi. Interesting. On All right. the Edmonton Oilers, obviously. He's... Will he play? Is he going to play? <laughs> That's the if, question. If he does, I, I love him. He's ranked 269 in my points league. I think, again, that's outside the draft in most cases. Um, if, if he gets any exposure at all to either McDavid or Dreisaitl, I love oh, him yeah. as a pick. Oh, he, yeah. He, if, if he plays on the team, he will start the year in the top six group, whether it's on the first line with McDavid or on the second line with Dreisaitl is who knows at this point. Um, they might want to stick with Yamamoto with, I think Dreisaitl was the guy he had chemistry with last year. So that could see him up. I think Daily Faceoff has him projected first line with McDavid right now. Um, if he starts the year first line with McDavid and you can get him in one of the last three rounds of your draft, I think you have to you you would be you would be dumb not to he again it's just a guy you can drop if he doesn't do well you're not losing anything if it's a keeper league and he ends up like Patrick Maroon put up I know 25 goals in a season playing alongside McDavid if if he can put up 25 goals a year Puyarvi was great in the Finnish league last year he put up I think a point a game or almost a point a game um yeah and yeah, playing against men in Finland. So if he can come back and and carry that, maybe it was just that's all he needed one year to get back in scoring, find the back of the net, play playing a Finnish league is a, a European standard. It's it's one of the top leagues there. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. I think he's a great option to pick late in the draft. If if you miss out on Kako, he's he's a great 
secondary guy to to go for if if you want another finished winger he's uh he's your man Mm -hmm. yeah and most of these guys that you will find late in the draft will be the young guys and those are the guys that you want to take your chance on because they haven't reached their full potential yet you don't want to be in the last couple rounds of your draft and taking a veteran a guy who's like mid-30s or even in his 30s you want to take a young guy who has that potential that's through the roof um, and yeah, if you get a guy who can play alongside of McDavid, that's huge. Like I remember last year, Tyler Ennis was a, a frequent guy that I would pick up on waivers because he would play with McDavid, um, or Kyler Yamamoto. That's why he was so valuable to the end at the end of last season, because he was getting the opportunity to play in the top six. And yeah, Pogi Yarby is what, 21, 22 years old right now. He has tremendous potential. So definitely take him as well, I would say. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, another guy, just to keep with the, the trend of, of these young guys, I guess, um, and it's a guy who hasn't played in the league yet. It's the German Tim Stutzle. Stutzle? Stutzle? He's ranked three. Stutzle? Uh, someone got a jersey at Hockey Life of, of his name, wow. actually. So, yeah, diehard uh, Ottawa fan. Let's hope he plays this year. Uh, he's ranked 390th in my league and if he plays i think he he goes straight into the top six with ottawa and he becomes one of their best forwards right away and like you said don't be afraid to to draft guys who are on bad teams stutzel and brady kachuk that could be a pretty good combination and yeah if you can get him towards the end of your draft ranked uh in the last third second third or fourth last round of your draft you got to take him Stussel is a, is a big name. Um, yeah. Who else you got? Uh, a guy for me, a guy I talked about who I drafted uh, last season, Anthony Manta. Um, yes, I have him league, as well. Mm-hmm. He is ranked 166, which is kind of last couple rounds of a draft, which I think is, is way too low. He, he's, he's 213 in mine. Wow. That's, that's even worse. That's yeah. crazy. I think he's the top winger on – Detroit by a long shot he is good in in points and bangers he puts he he hits a lot um in in a points league he gets some pims for sure he definitely helped me in those two categories and he just scores a ton yeah he's he power play goals, goals too. power play goals yeah he's top guy on that power play with Larkin um yeah I think I think at 166 he he has the potential to be a top 70 80 guy maybe even pushing it even more if he stays if healthy, and, and I think the injuries are behind him now. He had a yeah. full offseason to, to rest. And, yeah, Detroit didn't really improve too much on their team, so he still is the top their, winger. Yeah, their top, top guy. Top scoring left wing, right wing eligibility too, so you can uh-huh. swap him around. And, yeah, I think he's just a, a great power forward in today's NHL. You mentioned the injuries. He's still young. He's still, like, what, 24, 25? Like, uh, at this, yeah. he's just entering his prime. I think injuries – don't really linger that much at this age. I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about. Um, yeah. Yeah. When, if he's healthy, he's a, he's a great player to have. And I think at 166, even if you reach for him at kind of in a 12 team league, get him kind of 10th round, which would be kind of 120 ish value. I yeah. Think, I think you have potential to, to get a guy who, who could go easily top 75, if not top, 60 if if he does really well this year which i think he he has all the tools and all the capability to do so i think even another guy you can look at on detroit is bobby ryan 
Wow, he's that's ranked, a deep sleeper. <laughs> he is ranked 346th in uh, in my league. And like he could sneak into the top six. He can put up some goals. He, it's Bobby Ryan. Like He is a known goal scorer. He's a former 35 goal scorer in the league. I know that those years are, are behind him, but if you give him an opportunity on Detroit, he's probably going to be playing, I would say, first-line power play. You can put him alongside of Larkin and Mantha. Um, yeah, on, on the opposite side, he could be banging home a lot of power play goals for you. Definitely take him last round if he's there. Cause that's he's, that's a pretty deep sleeper. I don't know if I'd be that uh, that ballsy with a pick, but really, why you just don't think he's gonna turn out? Turn out? Gonna, I mean, he's gonna be a big flop. He's a good story, I guess. He he kind of finished the year on a high note um, with that hat trick, which was pretty late in the year when he when he came back. Um, I mean, yeah, he he definitely has the potential. That's why that's why Detroit signed him. They could get him yeah. for cheap, and if he has a good year, trade him for a draft exactly, pick at the right. deadline and. At that point, if if he's with a trade in mind, he definitely loses a ton of value as soon as that trade goes through. But like you said, it's it's a last round pick. You have half a season of him putting up solid numbers, and then he gets traded. You can just drop him or try to trade him yeah. while the value's high before he gets traded, and you get a decent guy in return. So, yeah, I think he has the potential. I think he's like I said, a little bit too deep of a sleeper for me, maybe. But wow, okay. hey, yeah, if, yeah, if you yeah. want to take a swing, swing out of the park on him, then you could definitely find a player. But I think it's it could be a bit of a stretch, but that's that's what the last rounds are for. So yeah. Exactly. High risk, high reward, Bobby Ryan's it Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Like would I take him last round if he's there? It depends who else is on the board. Like, I would obviously take a guy like Kako or Puliyarvi or Stutzel over Bobby Ryan. But I could see if Bobby Ryan gets hot in the first week, I'll pick him up. Well, yeah, if he, even if he's a guy to a couple- put on your watch list and just yeah. look to see how he's doing. If he gets off to a hot start, pick him up. See what 100%. He can do. Yeah. Um, two other guys that I have on my sleepers before we move on um, two defensemen. I have Mikhail Sergachev. He's ranked okay. 169. This guy had an insane playoffs. He puts up some crazy ice time minutes alongside of Victor Hedman, or he can play on the second pair with McDonough. Power play time, penalty kill time. He's good in the banger leagues as well. Big body, blocking shots. 169. He's, he's got to be he's got to be higher than that. He's on Tampa Bay too. He's a great, great defenseman. Um, and you got to respect the guy for taking a little bit less money this offseason as well because he should have gotten paid. Um, so, yeah, I, def- I definitely think Sergachev could be your number three defenseman on your team. Um, 169 is ridiculous for him. Um, and then I also have Tyson Berry. Wow. 198. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I would never pick him. Just too many yes, scars. I could true. never pick him as a Leafs fan, but I, I definitely see where you're coming from. He has the potential to be good, but just based off of bias, I could not pick him. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't pick him either. <laughs> I don't think I could pick him either. Um, yeah, maybe last round, because I did have him when he was on Colorado, and he was good. He was oh, like my well, yeah. second if, best if, defenseman. It's It's – People in fantasy have short-term memories. This guy's good. If you look back to two years, he's a great player two years ago. He's one of the top offensive defensemen in the league two years ago, and that still carries some value. And I think change of scenery on a 
team that I think will be decent in Edmonton. I think they could. I. It's tough to gauge the Canadian division because kind of after the Leafs, it's pretty wide open. Um, Let's hope. I think, Let's they hope. Could, I think they could finish anywhere from second to like fifth. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to judge. Um, but yeah, I could, I, I could definitely see Barry turning things around pretty quickly and having, having a good year this year. And yeah, just put him on, put him on your power play. Darnell Nurse's minutes could go down. I don't know. I think Barry is a, a decent pick. I could see someone in my league taking him pretty early, honestly. And I don't know if that's a good pick, but if he's there in like, yeah, like like we're saying, the range of like the last three rounds of your draft. It's, if Tyson Barry is there and you need a defenseman, maybe even your number four guy, Barry's okay for, for right now. If you need a defenseman, if you're panicking and you, if you want to assure that you have a decent defensive core, you're looking for that final defenseman, I think Barry's a decent player that you can get after. Um, mm-hmm. Except if you're a Leafs fan that don't take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you want those uh, flashbacks and PTSD, then maybe, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. I still don't know what happened, but whatever. We'll never whatever. know. It's in the yeah. past now, at least hopefully Brody's better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Brody's going to be a bit of a different player. Oh uh, yeah. He's a yeah. different skill set for sure, but hopefully, hopefully overall, just- just be good defensively. That's all we yeah, can ask that's for. All you know, ask. The, the, the bar isn't very high for you. <laughs> exactly. So. You're stepping into some small shoes, so hopefully you can, you yeah. can fill them. Um, I have three more, but I'll be quick. I'll bang okay. three off. So one, Ryan Johansson. Not a fan, but... He's in the 190s. He's in the 190s in my league. That is borderline not drafted in in most and he's what first line center on nashville yeah 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 that's ryan johansson 196 in my points league ranked here i think last year he is his ipp was 55 percent which for that's tony d'angelo had a 54 percent <laughs> ipp last year as a centerman as a top centerman there's no way he's he's has a share that low in points the division they're in I think maybe they're they're a top they're they're the third team in that division, fourth team in that division. Yeah. Um they're they're pushing for a playoff spot in that division for sure. Um I could definitely see him bumping up well beyond one ninety six. Maybe not into the top one hundred, but I could definitely see him being around kind of one ten, one twenty value. And if you can bump up seventy spots in, in ADP with him, go for it with a last round pick um yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with that i'm not a big fan of ryan johansson i just want to say like he's not a first line center he's borderline second line center that's that's my thoughts on him yeah well yeah differ there but again it's a last round it's a late round pick no i agree like yeah sleeper pick to get a first line center with your last pick like yeah you gotta take him you have to take him exactly um, and then two defensemen. I realized I was looking at just at my offensive, uh, my forward list there. So two defensemen, uh, one big name, terrible season last year, Eric Carlson. I think yeah. maybe after last year, I wouldn't go for him in a, in a I mean, obviously there's a point where you go for him, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick him a little bit earlier in a in a cats league in a bangers league especially but in a points league i think there's no way his his value in my points league is 108 
And yeah. I think there's there's no way he's that low again this year. He he was before last season he was considered probably the best defenseman in the league. Mm-hmm. For wow. sure, the best defenseman in the league. His projected rank in mine is two fifty six. Yeah. At yeah. 256, that's undrafted. Yeah. There's no way Eric Carlson... Obviously, I think these are subject to change. We're still pretty far out, and they usually do an adjustment um, yeah, closer to the start of the season. But 256 for a guy like Eric Carlson, even 108 for a guy like Eric Carlson, I think you have to gamble on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if I'm picking in the... What round is that? The ninth round, and I see Eric Carlson's name there, yeah, I don't know how you pass it up as as your third potentially your third defenseman. Hopefully by the ninth round, that'd be insane. Picked, That's a you should have picked decor. two defensemen by the ninth round as your third defenseman, Eric Carlson. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's good. Obviously, Cats League, one of those first two has to be to fill out those banger categories. If you're gonna go Carlson in the third with your third defenseman pick, but if you have a top guy and a good bangers guy with your top two defensive spots pound Eric Carlson in the ninth, 10th round in your draft for sure. And finally uh, another defenseman. And this is my, I've, I was high on Dougie Hamilton going to the last year. I was really Uh high on him and it was because of fantasy hockey podcast. So I can't take credit for this. So this is the same thing. This This is your, this is my same feeling as Dougie Hamilton last year, Charlie McAvoy. As much as ba- I okay, banger much, league, yeah, I would say. Even I don't know about points. points. League. Listen, listen. As much as it pains me to pick a Detroit, as a not a Detroit, a Boston player as a Leafs fan, um, uh, if he is in my league, McAvoy is one. What well, I just had it up here, one, um, one ten, maybe even lower. Let's let me just be sure. This is my topic. I need to be sure. One forty. <laughs> 140 yeah. in my league. He is with Krug out. Who who's taking that number one power play spot? Matt Grizzlick? <laughs> probably. John to be honest, pro- to be honest, it's probably Grizzlick. There's no way it's Grizzlick over McAvoy. I I don't see Grizzlick. <laughs> even if he starts this, season, I don't see him. Holding I'm not even that joking. Position. I think it could be Grizzlick. I'm it not even be. kidding. It could yeah. be, but I don't see him holding that position over McAvoy throughout the whole season. If even if he starts there. Yes. I think McAvoy, just based off of the fact that he's the probably the only above-average defenseman on that team, and he's a good defenseman. You can't you can't deny that. He's no, he's a good, good defenseman. Solid. Being the top D man on that team, he's going to be playing twenty-two minutes plus easy. Yeah, every you're week. right. Yeah. Um, if he gets power play one time, and he's obviously top pairing, I think he has the potential to be in a fifty-six game season, put up forty-five to fifty points. Wow, really? I I'm really that high on him. If if he wait, sorry, in a, in a 56 game season, that's what you yeah. just said. It is 50 ceiling, points. His his top end ceiling, 45 points. Let's say 45 points for me. How many? I, I don't think this guy puts up points though. I, I, I think wanna, he I need could. To, I, yeah. Who else is going to put up points on that defensive core? Matt Grizzlick put up 20 points uh, last year. Honestly, I think Boston will struggle. I think Boston, Boston will struggle will, a lot but, without Pasternak for the first month, without Marshan for a couple but weeks. But that's even more evidence. He, he, somebody has to score points. And with I guess. Pasta and Marshan out, I think. I, I guess I think so. I McAvoy guess. could definitely put up points this year. He hasn't. 
shown that much point upside in the past, but that's because he hasn't needed to. So playing behind Krug, he hasn't needed to put up points. Now he's the guy. So you're so what you're telling me, forty five points. You're saying that's, that that's top end ceiling. Yeah. That's top end ceiling. But I, I'm just saying like that would be his career high in points in a shortened season. Forty forty five points. He, he's What's his career high? Thirty two. Thirty two points. And he's he can put up some decent plus minus numbers and Penalty a minute. No, he's good plus minus. He's good in hits, blocks. Yeah, he's already a solid. Like at one, I'm sure in a bangers league, it's different. What's he in your? Is your banger league the cat league? No, he's worse. I'm sure I'll need to check. I'm sure it's. His, I don't uh, have it open here, but I'm sure his ranking is above 140 in a bangers league just because it, of his season rank. Stats. His season rank for mine is also 140, but his projected rank in the draft is. 322 that yeah that, that makes absolutely no sense to me 322 he, i do remember him being pretty bad in my in my league last year and also like our categories are points goals assists, points yeah. plus minus uh power play goals power play assists, power play points stuff like that so that's probably why but yeah if you're going for hits and, and blocks mcboy is good and i do agree like somebody on boston has to score but yeah. I could see Grizzlick having a big year, come to think of it. Maybe he's a sleeper pick that you could get after. Maybe. He would be ranked even lower than McAvoy. Yeah. So he, yeah, I think I, – but I just – I don't know. I have a gut feeling this year about McAvoy. I think he has the potential to have a, a breakout year offensively just based on the fact that there's nobody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I could, I could definitely see him, him breaking out. And Sorry, one more. I have to mention his name. Just can't can't pass up the opportunity to mention Sergey Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Yes, he. I ha- we had I, to talk talked, about a goalie. Yeah, I talked to one of my friends about him and how I said I I wanted to pick him, but he he seems to think in both our leagues he won't make it past kind of the fifth sixth round, which I think he will for sure for I, sure. I hope so. He should. He really should. I really hope people aren't reaching no, that definitely. much on Bobrovsky. But well, considering your league last year where everybody drafted goalies, exactly. it is tough. But I, def- I, definitely in my league, he will go past the fifth round. I think so. 100%. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Yeah, and if, if he's ranked 119 in my league, I think. Yeah. And That's... don't get me wrong, Florida has gotten better over the off season. They do look pretty good. Anthony Duclair was a great signing. And Bobrovsky, yeah, yeah. And their defense got better. Radko Gudas and um, Nudivara are both solid defensive ads, in my opinion. Uyghur's only going to get better. Um, Yeah, Uyghur's good. is still a solid guy. So I think... Still young. Yeah, and in my league, he's actually ranked 168. Yeah, wow. So if you can get him... Obviously, he won't fall that low because he's a goalie. Goalies tend to get drafted a earlier than their ADP just because there's Less so much of fewer of them. Yeah. Um, but if you can get him kind of eighth-ish round. Yeah, I think that's about you, right. You have honestly. to swing on him. In the eighth round with a goalie, at worst, he's a drop. Yeah. He's a drop. If, if, you really, if you really don't feel comfortable with him, you can draft three goalies. Put one on your bench, and if – if uh, Bobrovsky fails, then you just drop him for a forward or drop him for another goalie. It's, it's, it's no risk picking up Bobrovsky with an eighth, ninth round pick. And no, I think 
he there's there's no way he can be worse than last season. There's no. there's no way no. a player a goalie of his caliber can be worse. So at at bare minimum, he's just a bad goalie, and you drop him. And at best case scenario, he's a top goalie, and the, the, he's playing in the worst division. In yeah, hockey. if you need wins, if you need if wins, you need wins if that's a he's category. In the worst division in hockey. I think honestly, Florida has a chance to be third in their division. I think it goes Tampa, Dallas, and then Florida, Carolina, and Nashville are all close. He, I think Nashville – no, Nashville's not close in my eyes. I think Dallas will also take a step back without Sagan. Well, yeah, without I, Sagan. To start. I agree. Florida, Florida could finish top two. Florida's for sure competing easily top four. Mm-hmm. And if, if Dallas can, can weather Sagan being out and then when he's back, I think if they're in a good position, they'll be second. But I think Florida, solid chance to be third. I think at worst they'll be fourth unless Nashville, unless Rene comes back and or, and or Soros has a great year. Soros played pretty well last year. He's another kind of sleeperish name. Yeah, you're right. It's, it could be a decent tandem. I think this year, great strategy going for a tandem. Yeah, and Soros should play a lot of games with Rene getting older. They're going to kind of want to transition him into being their starter. So he's definitely another guy to look out for. If both of them can have good years and guys like Johansson can bounce back, I did while I was looking through my IPP numbers. I noticed Nashville is one team. None of their players overperformed in IPP last year. Their top IPP was like low seventies, and I think it was Philip Forsberg. Okay. Um, so they, they just, that when, when you see a team that low IPP for everyone, that just means they're not getting lucky. It means they have no luck. Yeah. And I think that that doesn't happen back to back years. You okay. don't get unlucky for everyone in back to back season. So I think they're one team that could either they'll be about the same. I think even if they're not that good, they're still probably fifth in that division pretty easily. They're still competing for fourth, maybe depending on what Carolina and or, Florida do, um, but yeah, the, we got into another sleeper, I guess, with with Soros. But yeah, that's that's another name to look out for. I forgot even what led us here, but yeah, you, you can't forget Nashville. about the goalies. The goalies don't get enough love, so yeah, uh, you see, I, Sar- I don't like goalies, but it's you need, <laughs> you, you need it's honestly my you friend don't love goalies, talking, bro. My friend and I were talking if if we could if we started our own league, we would just do no goalies. It, it's it's a crap shoot. Uh, At the end of the goalies, day, goalies goalies in fantasy does piss like me top, off. Like I said, that's why I had to five in goalies and anything beyond that. Anything beyond that, it's like oh, I don't know. This guy looks okay this week. I'll pick him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unless you can find that Jari, or unless you can find that Bennington from the last two seasons, then don't your season Benning- looks great. Do you draft Bennington? He was awful in the playoffs. No, I, I no, I don't think Bennington looks good, but I just mean the season that he yeah. broke out two yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you found him that year, if you had Jari last year, then you you were laughing throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I guess we can maybe at the end talk about that. I I'm gonna try to find the Bennington and Jari this year. I made it my goal to to look out for some names, so I found a couple of names that I think have a chance. I think Soros is one of the guys that might have a chance to be that player. Okay. Um, I found a couple others if you want me to just. You want, yeah, let's get into that right now. Cause then we're going to jump into a little bit of a different segment. Sure. Um, we have been going for a while. So I'm, I do With not know. Interruption. We could go a lot longer and talk some other stuff too, <laughs> or we could just cut it here. I'm not sure, but let, let's hear what you have to say first. 
Yeah, so let me just pull up the names. Um, yeah, sleeper goalies. So I mentioned Soros, obviously, and then Kakinen. Capo Kakinen. On the Wild. Minnesota, yeah. I think you look at the Wild goalies and you see... That's, that's good, yeah. You see Cam Talbot <laughs> as they're probably their number one starter going into the year. Uh-huh. I don't think he's at all stable in that position. He had a decent year last year, but the couple of years before that, he was not good. Getting thrust back into a starter role, I, I don't know how well he does. Kako, young guy, did pretty well in the AHL. Looking to break through, I think he's 22, 23. I think he has a great chance to be um, a guy that breaks through. Um, another guy, Vili Huso, another Finn, who is the backup for Bennington on ah. uh, St. Louis. They got rid of Allen, traded him to right. the Canadians. So he's kind of their only number two at this point, unless they go out and make a trade or free agent signing. Uh, yep. I don't think there's that many goalies left on the market. So he's another guy to look out for. Young as well, um, decent numbers in the minors. So he could, like you said, Bennington was pretty bad. He could step in and <laughs> maybe take over for Bennington. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a final kind of two of them because I think th- I think one of them has the edge to for backup going into the year. Is but it, is it Rangers? Change? No, it not Rangers. Not I'm Rangers. staying. I'm avoiding all goalies in, in that division. Oh, okay. In that division, that division is just too crazy for me. I would not unless it's the Islanders goalies. They're a, a different breed just because of their defensive play. But any other team, I'm staying pretty far away. Um, it's Vancouver with Thatcher Demko and Michael DiPietro. I think Braden Holpe. Braden Holpe. Yeah, but last year Holpe was not a good goalie, and who knows if he does get? I think he has a chance. I think he could be another potential sleeper goalie. I wouldn't mind picking him up with kind of if you miss out on Bobrovsky going for. I him. think, I think Demko, like he, I think Demko's a stud. I think he is – you shouldn't underestimate him. You can draft him in, like, rounds 10, 11 if you need to. If you need a goalie, like – because I think he's the 1A over Holtby. Yeah. Michael oh, DiPietro? Really? I don't know about Michael DiPietro because that's I your just, third string. That's yeah. your third string. I think with DiPietro is just injury and or Holtby just really <laughs> – I don't know if Holtby's going to be well. that bad just because he's not going to be playing so much. You he's really, not, really think he's 1B going into the season? I think he's 1B. I think Demko has earned the 1A. He, he stole that series. or he didn't, I, They didn't I, win I the series. So too. But, I think so, personally, I think so. But I don't, know if, I don't know if Vancouver thinks so. I feel like they brought him in to kind of be that stopgap while they let Demko have another year or two as the understudy to... I think they'll definitely. I think they'll definitely, definitely at least split the work, and I can yeah, see. Yeah, no, I think it'll getting... be fairly even. I think it'll be fairly even regardless. Um, yeah, because yeah, they no, I... they did pay Holtby. Like they didn't pay him to just be a backup. They, they're yeah, gonna there's gonna be a one. They had to pay Holtby. Yeah, for sure. And I think they paid Holtby because they wanted him to probably Vegas. Be the starter going I think. I think. I think. Uh, sorry, not Vegas. Uh, I think that just had to do with Seattle as well. Like, you have to protect a goalie, and you don't want to lose Demko. You don't want to lose DiPietro. You'd rather lose Holtby. Fair. Yeah. So. No, that's, that's, a good, that's a good point. But, yeah, I think Demko, again, I feel like people are 
sleeping on Vancouver again like they did last year. I don't really see a reason why to sleep yeah. on them again this year when they're in a worse division. Um, I could definitely see them being, like I said, those second through five spots in Canada are so variable with mm-hmm. Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and uh, Montreal. I think I... any of those teams could finish in any order, two to five. And I think Vancouver has as good a chance of any of them to be second. Um, uh, yeah, I think... I think they would have the best chance of, of taking that top spot over the Leafs because they have the playoff experience now. They've gone yeah. pretty far. They've won two rounds. Or no, one, one round, right? One round or yeah, two? Yeah, one round. One round. They've, they've won a round. Or two rounds, technically. They won the play-in round. Right, right, yeah. So they have that experience under their belts. They, they aren't the favorites, even no. though they should be. They should be the favorites in this division, I would say, because of their playoff success last year. They right. are the higher-ranked team. Yeah. And they are being underestimated. So they... I, I think they uh, they got something to prove. They're they're coming after these other Canadian teams this year. Yeah, well, I think again that it all comes down to the goalies. If Demko comes out and plays, it becomes the new the next Bennington <laughs> becomes the next Jari. I think they have a great chance of of finishing at least second, if not challenging for first. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think they're a top team in the division, and I think Demko is could be the key to their success, and that's why I have them on on sleeper goalies. And then one last name kind of deep sleeper goalie Cal Peterson on the backup for the Kings. Oh yeah. Kings have nobody else. <laughs> quick is getting old. They don't seem to like quick. Peterson got into a couple games last year. Still really young. Looks okay. Put up decent numbers in the minors. So I think he sees an opportunity there to be the next goalie in, in LA and he could seize it and become a great goalie. Like, Bennington and Jari going into last year were absolute no names. No. So I don't think it's that crazy to pick a guy like Peterson, Kakin and Huso to be that name because that's, that's what Bennington and Jari were. No one was talking about those guys going into two years ago or the year before. So yeah, I, I hope one of those four guys that I mentioned will be the next, uh, the next Bennington. I, I don't I think, think it's I'll a good bet. Any like, of them. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. the one I'll, I would look at drafting Demko for sure. Yeah. Um, but the Peterson, Kakin, and Huso, I, I wouldn't draft. Um, I would, just, I would maybe consider Kakin just because I think he could take Talbot's start, starting role the, the quickest. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah that, that'd I, be it, though. At the very least, you just put them on your watch list, and if if they get hot, just try to scoop them up before anyone else notices. And yeah, exactly. See what happens? Yeah, especially like you said, like teams are going to be using more than one goalie this year a lot. So yeah, no, even even those vital. young goalies will have ample opportunity to to play. Huso, there's no one else on St. Louis right now. Huso has will get into 10, 15, 20 games unless he really screws up in his first 5 games. He'll be playing mm-hmm. a lot of games and has a lot of chance to showcase what he has. So, yeah, yeah I think this year is is the best year to just take swings on goalies and and hope for the best, <laughs> which is my strategy usually. Like I said, I don't like drafting goalies early, and I think there's there's a lot of value in in late late round picks for goalies this year. All right, so where do we go from here? This is this is tricky because we are about I think an hour and a half into this episode, so we could. I think what I'm going to do 
I have a segment here, and it's for my fantasy league. We picked our keepers, and it's going to be called Agree or Disagree. So I'm going to tell you the five best players from each of – so I got, I got five teams. No, sorry, four teams here. Um, I'm not going to do all of them. And I'm not going to say their names as well. I, I want to keep it private. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm going to say the five best players from their team last year, and then I'm going to tell you who they kept. And then you're just going to say if you agree or disagree. All right. So the first one, last year they had David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan Huberto, John Carlson, and Andre Vasilevsky. And they decided to keep Pasternak, Carlson, and Vasilevsky. Do you agree or disagree? The other two names? The other two were Bergeron and Jonathan Huberto. So they keep they keep the forward, they keep the defenseman, and they keep the goalie. And that's John Carlson. John Carlson, yes. John Carlson agree. Vasilevsky agree. I think I think you have to agree on all of them. I think yeah. Pasternak injury obviously hurts him a bit, but you can't not pass. You can't pass up the opportunity to to not keep him. Uh huh. Um, I think the only argument is that maybe you could take Pasternak in the first round of your draft, and and keep someone else. Well, that's a, that's, the a second good, round, that's a good point. That, that is a good point because... Well, not like, the first round because that wouldn't do anything, I guess. But the second round. Yeah, no. Second round, you could probably yeah. take him. With, with his injury, he definitely drops a bit. And, and like, like you do say, um, like everyone says, it's hard to mess up a first-round pick. So yeah. you drop him, keep a guy. I think Huberto would be the guy to pick, obviously. Bergeron... He's still a good player, but he's got to slow down eventually. And I think it could be any year now, um, yeah. especially starting the year without Marshawn, without Pasternak for a little bit. Um, well, Marshawn for a little bit, Pasternak for longer, I think hurts his value a little bit. Um, yeah, so you could make the argument to pick Huberto over Pasternak. But overall, I think Vasilevsky, Pasternak, Carlson are all solid, solid guys. All right, all right. Uh, next team. Last year, top five players, Austin Matthews, Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, Victor Hedman, and Alexander Barkov. It's a pretty good that's team. A great top five. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you can only keep, keep three, and they decided to keep Austin Matthews, Andrei Svechnikov, and Victor Hedman. So no Ajo, Ajo, no Barkov. Um, I think I, I think I uh, agree with Matthews. Obviously, I think he'll have a great year in yeah. the Canadian division. Um, Hedman agree. You got to have a defenseman in there for sure. He's top guy, always a top guy. Um, Svechnikov is is the tough one. I I think it comes down to Aho or Svechnikov for me. Barkov is still a great player, but. I don't think he's elite fantasy level. And out of those five guys, he's definitely the fifth. Um, yeah. He's great in real life, just fantasy. He's not elite, elite. He could be, but I don't see him there. Um, I think I. it's such a tough decision because they're such similar players, I think. Yeah, and they um, play on the same line. They play on the same line, same team. Do you just take the winger? I guess you just take the winger and Svechnikov. But I think, I think Ajo is winger eligibility, doesn't okay. he? Okay, probably, yeah. I think well, in this league, it's line. just forwards. In this league, oh, okay, it's... so it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, God, that's 
so tough. Yeah, I guess I Aho is a little bit of a bigger sample sample size, maybe. Um, but it really it really comes down to whether you want you need more goals, or right? More goals or assists. assists, exactly. I think and Matthews really, will give you the goals, so yeah. you might. You can't you can't really mess up too much between Aho and Svechnikov. So it really comes down to if you think you need goals, which are it's it's hard to say. I think goals are a little bit harder to find in the draft. So it might be better to, to pick two guys that are going to get you lots of goals. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a toss up for sure. I don't even think I can agree or disagree. It's just so close. It just comes down to if he thinks he needs assists, keep Ajo. If he thinks he needs goals, keep Svetch. Yep. Yep. That, that's pretty good. I agree with those keepers as well. Um, all right. Next one. Last year's top five, Nathan McKinnon, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zabanajad. Wow. Roman Yossi. Wow. And Tuka Rask. Okay. Please tell me he didn't keep Tuka. He kept Tuka. Oh, disagree he immediately. He kept Panarin and he kept McKinnon. Okay, McKinnon, obviously, yes. Yes. Panarin, um, I think you have to say yes. Yeah. Uh, you can't keep two centers. With, I mean, I guess with forwards, it's a bit different, but still, you can get centers later in the draft. I think Zib won't be as good as he was last year. He had a really high shooting percentage. I see a little, he'll still be a great player, but I see a little bit of a regression this year. Oh, uh-huh, probably, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Rask or Yossi, you have to go Yossi. We, I'm sure, what did, do you remember where this, where Yossi went in your draft? I'm sure it was like fourth, fifth round. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that kind of value, like he had a great year. Rask doesn't give you that kind of value. Like Yossi is going to be a second round player next year. You're not going to find him in the fourth or fifth round. So I think. So, but he could still take him. He could keep in mind, this is a keeper. So Yossi in our league right now could even go first round. He could go first round because there's so many guys off the board. But it, but that's my point. Is you got so much value keeping him right when he's worth the first or second round pick this year definitely him when you picked him in the fourth or fifth round is way more valuable over keeping rask who's getting up there in age opted out of the season last year boston in such a tough division i i don't like it i think you have to keep yossi over rask but that's just me who doesn't like goalies so a little bit biased but i think i'm making the right call you have to keep yossi over Rask. okay interesting are you gonna tell me which team is yours oh no you're no no my team's yours i know which team (laughs) You I'm not, texted me about it. You I'm not going to say, yeah, it. exactly. I asked you about it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I remember now. Uh, and I also said who I drafted earlier in this podcast. So I felt like so long ago we've been talking. Yeah, so I know, long. right? Jeez. <laughs> All right, this one, this one is interesting because he finished last place, and his team it's pretty garbage. It's pretty bad. How many right. teams are in this league? Eight. There was eight last year. Now there's ten. Okay. Um. So yeah. So last year. Last place team, he had Alex Ovechkin, mm-hmm. Patrick Laine. Mm-hmm. These are top five players, by the way. Braden Shen, Brock Besser, and Eric Carlson. And okay, what did he go with? He kept Ovechkin, Braden Shen, and Eric Carlson. Um, Ovechkin, again, easy agree. Even though he's getting old, he's still going to put up goals no matter what. Um, 
Shen, I mean, you like the eligibility center and wing. Um, yeah, but I well, don't, same. I, it's just forwards, just forwards. Yeah, for like you hey. said, it's just forwards. Carlson, I think with those players between what Besser and who was the other name? Patrick Line. Besser and Line, they're kind of the same player, so you're obviously going to choose between one of the two. I think I would probably lean it's tough because it's it's tough to judge where line is going to play if he's playing with shifley i think you lean line if but he looks like he's probably going to be playing with stastny on the second line there another sleeper by the way i think stastny could have a quite a good year playing on the second line um i think if he's playing with stastny you got to go besser um but yeah, I think I think you take Besser over Shen. I think Besser had a down year last year. I could see him definitely bumping up in value with his I don't think his injury will linger. He's still very young, so I think he'll he'll have a good bounce back year. Mm-hmm. I think you pick him over Shen. And I think honestly, I I might keep Carlson if I'm in that situation. I think like I said, Besser and Line are two of the same players pretty much. They're both yeah. goal scoring wingers. So I think I talked about how we both talked about how Carlson is a pretty good sleeper option. So, um, but then again, it's, it's so tough to judge. I think you pick him just because Shen isn't very good as a top five. He didn't have too many options. Yeah, exactly. And Line and Besser are so similar. I think between any, if those two players are anybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Half decent, you might pick them over Carlson because you can get Carlson late. I'm sure Carlson went probably what second or third round last year. For sure. For yeah. you. So you can get him probably eighth ish round, sixth, eighth, ninth round. So yeah. if if those two other players are anybody different, then you might lean them. But just because of what there is, I think he made the right call going with Carlson. Okay. I think I'm just gonna leave it there. Please, 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 in your league. I heard this on Fantasy Hockey Podcast again, stealing a lot from them, but they know a lot. <laughs> Do not be the one to start the stream of goalie picks and do not be the one to end the stream of goalie picks. Interesting. Just don't do it. Just Interesting. Don't. Obviously, those top, like Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, maybe Leonard is in that conversation, a couple other guys. Those guys, okay, you can pick them second, third round. Anybody else, please, for the sake of everyone in your draft, make it interesting. Pick wingers yeah. and D in those early mid-rounds. Save goalies for fifth, sixth round. I think this year there's so many options late with there being such a short schedule, condensed schedule, so much more splitting starts. I don't think even Vasilevsky – Vasilevsky has the least value he's had in years this season. Yep. So mm-hmm. – and even if you see the goalie pick starting to boom, 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 all the goalies start to go off the boards, don't panic. Yeah. Pick, take that opportunity to pick a great winger, a great defenseman, even a great center Capitalize. that people, exactly. that people yeah. pass up on. And then you might be the one to stop the goalie slide. Maybe it only yeah. goes three goalies in a row and then you pick a winger or a defenseman and then everyone yeah. goes, okay, I'm going to Don't just keep off. drafting goals. Yeah. Honestly, I got sucked into that last year. I picked Gibson in the fourth round, which turned out to be a terrible pick. Thankfully, Markstrom fell to me in the ninth, so I saved some value there. But 
I, I just saw the goalies going off and I panicked. And when I need a goalie, I need a goalie. Okay, Gibson. Yeah, just um, remember, this year, Ka- Capo Kakinen's always there for you. Capo Kakinen and Billy Huso are always yeah, there. Yeah. So, yeah, my one piece of advice, don't fall victim to the goalie slide. Don't start it. Don't end it. If you're in the middle of it, capitalize. Pick somebody that's being passed up on. Like, I could have gone a goalie in the third. I got Dreisaitl in the third round of my draft last year. So I guess I didn't fall victim to it that much, but I could have even let Gibson go and picked – another great player in the fourth that could have helped me way more than Gibson did. Yeah. So yeah, just, just if you're in the goalie slide, I know it's going to be tempting. You're going to say, you're going to panic. You're going to go, I need a goalie. I need a goalie. I need a goalie. Just take a deep breath. Take a look at the names that are on the board and you might find, I mean, I don't think you'll find a dry side like I did last year, which was pretty lucky. <laughs> Definitely but you'll not. find, you'll, you'll find a top guy. I guarantee you that'll help you a lot more than a shot in the dark on a non-top five goalie. Like I said, if you have, if you can pick Vasilevsky, if you can pick Hellebuck, if you can pick one of those top five guys, okay, maybe do it. But besides that, hold off, wait a little bit, value in the last rounds, even tandem. Look for a tandem. I mentioned Nashville, Islanders, Varlamov and Sorokin, both ranked yeah. really low. That system is always going to be good. You can get both of them in the later rounds and then you're set. You have, your starts every week. So just hold off on goalies. Don't panic. Pick a winger, a defenseman. <laughs> there you go. Tyler Moore making his case to join the fantasy hockey podcast. Um, what I'll say, all I'll say is make sure you draft your lineup or sorry, make sure you set your lineup every single day. You don't want to have any guys that are playing on your bench. Um, make sure you get your goalie starts in as well, please. And thank you. And don't complain about not winning your week because of it. You got to get them in. And yeah, that's it. We'll be back very, very soon. Uh, Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below for any future episode suggestions. We also on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Make sure you check us out there. Um, And yeah, stay tuned for the Toronto Maple Leafs season hype video coming out this Friday, I believe, unless there's any setback. Should be coming out this Friday. Um, also happy new year because this will be the last episode before the new year. So hope you guys have a safe and healthy 2021 Tyler, all the best to you as well in the new year and, uh, can't be any worse than 2020 hopefully. So yeah, all the best, all the best in the new year, go Canada, go in the uh, world junior hockey championships and yeah, hockey is right around the corner. So make sure you guys do well in your draft. Um, do your research and yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Peace.